So we got pictures today, amen? Let's look at this one on pictures. Because Billy said, I want pictures. Muscles said, I want pictures. So here we go. Some marvelous promises, amen? Sometimes we forget about the promises of God. Look at the top left-hand corner. It says, I will never what? I'll never leave you. The top right-hand corner says, I will give you rest. The next one on the left-hand side says, I'll give you wisdom. James 1, 5. Going straight across, I will supply all your needs. Matthew 6, 33. What does that have to do with what's going on today? We listening to the promises of God or who are we listening to? The next one says in Romans 8, 1, There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I will give you salvation. 1 John 5, 13. I will always love you. John 3, 16. I will prepare a, ho a home for you in heaven. <clears throat> Amen, church. I will forgive all your sins. Romans 4, verse 7. I will come back to get you someday. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 16. Remember this. God has never broken a single promise. We don't have to wonder, do we? We know that His promises are firm and sure and steadfast. Amen. Let's talk to God. <clears throat> Thank you, Father, that you never break your promises. Thank you that you've always been faithful. Thank you for giving us hope. Thank you for forgiving our sins. And God, how there's never no condemnation as we are in Christ. Help us to learn and grow and mature and help us to trust you more. Thank you, God, for loving us and the opportunity to be here today and to love you, and to praise you, and to sing, and honor you in every way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> My appreciation to Jonathan. You guys call him Sprout. I call him Jonathan. My appreciation to Jonathan, how he communicates and reminds us of what's going on, and our prayer requests, and that's good news. Amen. We've got a great meal today, so hang around. Thankful to... Apple, you guys call him Apple, I call him Kyler, and for his leading song and praise every week, and, and reminding us how we get to praise his name. Thank you for being here today, and how we get to honor our King and our Savior. <clears throat> so turn your, turn your picture deal over to Colossians chapter 3, and we'll look at the first 15 verses. As we're looking at these verses, I want us to remind of one thought. <clears throat> really more than one thought, but one thing to think about is, let's make a difference. Let's make a difference in our world today, how we get to make a difference. And so since we get to make a difference, let's look at how this, uh, this comes through. The first point that we'll see that you can write on your outline, <clears throat> look to Christ. That's the first four verses, look to Christ. All right, verse 1, if you, so if you're serious, let me pause right there. 
I went out for the football team at weighing at 120 pounds. Guess what I wasn't serious about? I wanted to be on the team. I wanted to do all that good stuff, but I really wasn't what? I really wasn't committed. I wasn't serious about it. I, didn't, I loved to watch the game, but I wasn't serious about somebody knocking my helmet off. <clears throat> and so guess what I ended up doing? So, hey, I'm not going out for this anymore. I don't have to play this game. I'm going to go to something else instead of letting somebody beat my body. <clears throat> so I really wasn't serious about it. But notice what the writer says. If you're serious about living this new resurrection life, what are the next two words? New resurrection life with Christ. Okay, that resurrection Christ has to do with baptism. If I'm buried with Christ, I'm resu res resurrected with who? With Christ. It has, that baptism has two sides. A burial and a death. Because when I'm buried, I'm buried and I'm dead to what? Sin. And I'm raised with who? You see, baptism all about all around that resurrection life. Some people say, hey, you don't have to be baptized. Then I don't get, to, I don't get the privilege of being raised with who? With Christ. Then it says, continue in verse 1. Then he says three words. Act like it. You know, that's a good comment, isn't it? Some of us have had good parents. Some people don't know anything about having good parents. But I was blessed to have good parents because they'd always say, act like it, son. Grow up. Pay attention. And they'd tell me some things that I needed to hear, but I didn't want to what? I didn't want to hear, and I didn't want to what? I didn't want to listen. And how come today, since I'm 87, I remember those lessons that I should have learned a long time ago because he said, act like it. Then he says, pursue. Pursue. That means to seek. I need to seek. <clears throat> Big bad. Billy told me a while ago, he said, I said, hey, invite your buddy over. He said, no, I can't. I can't invite him over. You know why? Because he doesn't want to act like that anywhere. Because he's acted like that before, and that guy's acting like the world, and I don't want to act like the world anymore. And so he's now pursuing. Pursuing what? The things over which Christ presides. You see that? Three things that Christ presides. Eternal home. If I'm interested in Christ, He's presiding over eternal home. He's presiding a new body. I remember one of my mentors by the name of Richard Rogers. He's a very, very high diabetic guy. And he'd have to give himself shots. I said, how's that work, Rogers? And he fixed his needle up and all his stuff, in, and he'd just stick it in the, through the shirt. He said, that's how it works. He didn't think anything about it. And he never took care of himself. But yet he's, he knew what it was like. He said, hey, I, Babbitt, I'm going to give me a new body. And he talked about that new body all the time because he was a big man. He didn't know how to take care of himself. The eternal home. Because right there it says, pursue, seek those things which Christ presides. It'll eternal home. And the third thing is the things that, it, that awaits for who? For us. Man, there's that resurrection life, amen? Because I've died to self and I'm resurrected with who? Verse 2. <clears throat> Don't shuffle along. 
How many times you and I have been shuffling along when we can walk better? If we've injured ourselves, then we shuffle along because we're paying attention to the injury. Don't shuffle along, verse 2, eyes on the ground, absorbed with the things where? Where? All that is materialism. I'm focused on those things. I got to buy this. I got to buy this. I got to do this. Instead of focusing on what's point number one, fix your eyes on who? Look to who? And if I'm looking to him, then it's not about material things. Blondie and I decided a long time ago that our kids are not interested in our junk. Whenever we croak, they're not going to want any of it. They don't want any of it. Why? That's old stuff. They want the new stuff. But how many times we shuffle along and I'm looking at materialism and then he says, look up. Jesus said, look up and be alert. Man, that's good news, isn't it? Be alert to what is going on around. What's the next one? Alert to what is going on around who? Christ. Instead of materialism. Hey, we can't do that. Hey, if I'm looking around what Christ is going on. That's where the action is. <coughs> I can't remember his name. He wrote a book. His name was Blackaby. What's the name of the book he wrote? Blackaby. What's the name of that book? Stan. Amen. That's a good one. He said in that book, go where God is at work. When I used to live in St. Louis, I'd come through Tulsa and I'd come down that highway right over there. I'd go in Oklahoma City or I'd come to Tulsa. I'm going all these different veins and these highways that come out of Tulsa and go all different directions. And I'd come and I'm wondering, and as I'm, as I'm coming through, uh, riding down this highway, I say, I wonder what's going on in Tulsa. His book was entitled Understanding God. And that's the sum of that book, Understanding God, Go Where God's at Work. That's what he says, look to Christ. If I'm looking to Christ, there's going to be some activity going on. I'll never forget the 18-year-old, she's 18, 19, probably right, right now, and she said, and she saw a van show up at Parkview, and she said, ministry is getting ready to happen. Man, you talk about good news. Who told her to say that? Because she saw ministries getting ready to happen. Because somebody's looking to who? Looking to Christ. And so we get to do that, don't we, Bill? We get to look to Christ. Because that's where the action is. <clears throat> the rest of verse 2 says, Look at things from His perspective. How do I do that? Song at Apple let us in. The Word. I'm in the Word. I love the Word. I remember visiting a man long, long time ago. He was in bad health, couldn't come to church. And every time I'd go see him, he'd sitting on a couch. And he had a Bible laying right there beside him, reading God's Word. And every time I'd visit with him, he'd talk about God. He'd read a, a section. Every time he'd talk about God because he knew his life was about over with and his life was in Christ. Number one, look to who? Look to Christ. Verse 3. <clears throat> your old life is what? Billy, your old life is what? Dead. Okay, I need to remember that. You say, hey, that's my old life. That old life is dead. 
your new life, which is your, what's the next line? Real life. Man, that's good news, isn't it? That's the real life, not the dead life. We know about the dead life. You know anything about the dead life, DJ? Why do we camp there? Why do we camp there? There's a, there's a, it's easier. There's a lady came to my office a while ago. <clears throat> she started telling me about her son who tried to commit suicide, tried to take his life, took his knife. They're out there fishing, had a big old fillet life, fillet knife. How sharp are they? Yeah, they're sharp. Why? Because you want to clean that fish and you want it done and took that knife. All of a sudden, he's standing there on the dog and he took that knife and went right down the side of his neck. If he had gone this way, it'd been over. You know why? Because he's camped <clears throat> on a dead life. He didn't know anything about the new life. We know anybody that needs to hear about the new life, Daylene? Do we know anybody like that? You work with a couple of people that need to hear about the new life, don't we? WT works with folks <coughs> every day that need to hear about the what? The real life, not the dead life. We've all, we know about the dead life. Turn on TV and what do we hear about? Do we hear about the real life or the dead life? And all they want to do is fight. And then I'm absorbed in that instead of honoring. Verse 3. <clears throat> Even though invisible to spectators, you hear that? Is with Christ and God, He is your life. You know, that's what baptism calls because now I've got the new life. Now I'm baptized into Christ. Now I get to enjoy the real life, don't I? Because of that home prepared for us. Because of that dead life, no longer, no longer I'm holding on to the dead life. Verse 4. You know what the football player will do? He'll go out there and run his fastest to knock the far out of that guy that's carrying the ball. He doesn't care what it does to his body, his head, nothing. He doesn't care about it because his goal is victory. He doesn't care what it's doing to his body, and when he turns our age, he can't what? Can't walk. Got any problem with his back, his knees, his shoulders? He got problem with everything. Those guys that are younger than me can't do this. They can't raise their arm. But they're right there. They're going to pay the price. What about me and you? Paying a price, the real life that he's already. <clears throat> we want to hoop it up and then, hey, I'll take heaven later. Call me when it's time to go to heaven. Is that the way it's done? Then I'm not experiencing that real life, am I? Verse 4. When Christ is, when Christ. Notice the next two lines. Your real life. Remember. Notice that. When Christ, your real life. Remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too. The real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. You know what our real life is determined by? Where, am I, where I'm looking. If I'm looking to Christ, then how am I going to? I'm going to see things differently, won't I? Because I'm feeding my mind with the Word of God. Verse 5, point number 2. <clears throat> things to avoid. What's point number one? Look. Look to Christ. Remember, we want to make a difference. Let's make a difference. Point number two, things to avoid. We have a two-year-old 
grandson. He'll stand up there on that tree if you let him climb it. He'll try to climb that tree right there. And then he'll jump to that tree. He'll climb up on that cross if you let him. And he'll jump from here to Apple. He don't care. And all the time, his parents, I've got a fire in the backyard. <coughs> what does he want to do? He wants to get in there. He's not afraid of it. And so all the time, we're teaching, training things to avoid. And I know in his mind, he's thinking, is there anything I can do? Anything I can do? Point number one, look to Christ. Point number two, things to avoid. Verse five, and that means killing off. You hear that? Killing off everything connected with that way of life. Notice the list. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust, doing whatever you feel like. When you see that word lust, I want you to change that in your mind. Change that to craving. Craving. Craving, doing whatever you feel like, whenever you feel like doing it. Grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's a life shaped by things and feelings instead of by God. I'm preaching at a different location. And that Sunday, this family arrived at church. Hey, thanks, Gina May. She spiked it, so don't tell anybody. You can't tell the color here. Thanks, Gina May. So I'm preaching at this different location, and this family shows up early. So I'm in shock. <clears throat> I have to ride, Blondie and I ride a free ferry in Arkansas. It takes an hour to go from here to the quick trip, from here to the Carbondale Church of Christ, from here to the curve on the interstate. It takes an hour to get there because you gotta wait in your car to load up and get on that boat. It takes 15 minutes to get across, but it takes three days to load. And if there's a tanker truck, gasoline truck in front of us, you don't ride with them. They go by themselves. So they load him up, <clears throat> and I'm sitting there watching them cruise across. And then they unload him. <clears throat> then they load 36 more cars. So that takes some time, doesn't it? Load all those cars, get everything ready, and then they come 15 minutes across. Then they load up. If I'm the right spot, but I may be car number 40. So I guess what? I don't get on. I have to wait. <clears throat> so it takes me an hour to go 15 miles <clears throat> because of the boat. We always get there early. We always like to arrive early. Why? I don't know. I like to be there early. <clears throat> I don't want to be, because what's the phrase? Early bird? <clears throat> so I want to get that worm. So anyway, this family shows up, and they're never on time. He's our song leader. 
says, well, he can't, get, he can't get there on time because he milks cows. There's a Greek word for that. <laughs> I'm getting in trouble for telling this story because he'll watch it online. That's all right. <clears throat> because I went to watch his sons play basketball and the games start at 5.30 in the evening. Guess who's there pushing a broom down that basketball floor, keeping it up, keep getting it clean for the game? Guess who's doing that? When our Sunday night services didn't start till 8 o'clock because he had to what? And he barely, he'd get there at 8.15. But he made what at 5.30? How'd that happen? They're there early. Here's the reason why. It's taken me three days to get to this story. The night before, or the Friday night, one of the two, their son's in a pickup with 47 other kids in that pickup, and somebody has a whiskey bottle, and, and the girl just takes a drink out of the neck of that bottle, and they have a wreck, and they roll that pickup 40 times. The guy I know wasn't hurt. But it hurt. He said, man, I could have what? I could have died. On that other situation, somebody died in that car wreck. And the girl said, I wish I wouldn't have drank the neck out of that bottle. Her spine was sticking through her skin. And she died. This family showed up because of the fear. Now here's the good news. He's 16. Here's the good news. Now he's 55 years old and he started preaching the word. You tell me God isn't patient. Started preaching the word here at this age. And I said, hey, what's the skinny? What are you doing preaching? And we know why. Because God never breaks his promises. Because he's looking up to Christ and he's looking at things to avoid. At things to avoid. <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times I tell people when you're going to get married, when you're going to make it right with God. If you die today, where would you spend eternity? And how often that is so prevalent today, and they say, yeah. Yeah, one of these days, one of these days, one of these days. <clears throat> I went to a shower yesterday. <clears throat> and a showers are to honor somebody that's going to have a baby, as in pistol. She's going to have a baby in January. Uh-uh. Three and a half weeks? Two and a half. Amen. Amen. That's a miracle in life, isn't it? Absolutely. Let's get, up, get on with our text. It's easy for me to lose, lose track. But notice in verse 5, grabbing. You see the word grabbing? Grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's the life shaped by what? Things instead of what? Instead of feelings affected by 
By God. Verse 6, it's because of this kind of thing that God is about to what? Why? Why is he exploding anger? Because his family lost their life because they chose to drink something out of the neck of that bottle and was it due to their life? And now we've got, now we're walking on the phone all the time while we're driving and what's happening now? We don't even have to drink, do we? We can just get on the phone and then the same thing happens instead of the things that are affected by God. Verse 7. It wasn't so long ago that you were doing all that what? Stuff and not knowing any better. Verse 8. But you know better now. And so make sure it's all gone. Hear that? He's saying, hey, here's some things I want you to be alert to. Make sure those things are gone. Bad temper, irritability, meanness, profanity, dirty talk. He says, hey, get rid of that stuff. Why does he say get rid of it? Because my focus is not on Christ when I'm all, hey, don't come around. Don't go to their house. Don't go in that house. Don't go to their, don't walk over there near because they are irritable today. Why are they irritable? Because they're not focused on who? Whose choice is that? Have you ever been around folks you want to, hey, you got to stay away from them because they're irritable? How many times we call on the phone and then they'll say, who is this? Then you tell them their name. Oh, oh, uh, oh, ee, ah, ooh. Man, why are we that way? Why aren't we? Now come the language changes, but when somebody shows up, the language clean. Hey, I didn't know you was here, man. I'd have cleaned it up my life. How come? My focus not on Christ. And he says, these are the things you want to avoid. Anybody here need to clean up their mouth? Let's clean it up. Get rid of the bad things and focus on Christ. Dirty talk. You know, we're worried more about the DUI instead of the gossip and the foul language and the dirty jokes. Don't lie to one another. Verse 9 you hear that? You're done with that old way of life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes and you've stripped off and you put in a fire. And a, <clears throat> and a positive side is, is we get to practice what we preach. You know why I love going into apartments and homes and hearts to read the Bible? Because I need to be reminded of what I need to be practicing. Because guess who's watching us? As we read the Word, somebody's watching me, and I need someone to have accountability and to practice what I'm preaching. Because Christ never lied. And we can't either. Verse 10. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new life is a life custom-made by the Creator. Man, I love that. My buddy bought a pair of custom made leather cowboy boots and I mean they were beautiful but you know what we've got a better deal because we've got a life that is custom made by a creator and look at the back of my shirt and it's his label it doesn't say somebody else's because I've got a new wardrobe and that's Christ now what happens I need to live like it I need to act like it amen I need to act like it verse 11 Words like Jewish, non-Jewish, religious, irreligious, insider and outsider, uncivilized, uncouth, slave, free, mean nothing. You hear that? From now on, 
Everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included. <clears throat> That's talking about the social problems. That's talking about new men and women. Racial problems all overcome when we're all in who? All in Christ. It's not a matter of all the propaganda we see. It's a matter of who's in Christ. If they're not, we need to help them get in Christ and that new life that we have. Verse 12. So, number three, point number three. Point number one, look to Christ. Point number two, things to avoid. Number three, some things to produce. Apple has a garden. Why does he plant a garden? Plants put seeds in the ground, he, he covers it, he does all that stuff, and he leaves it alone. Let's the weird words the weeds take over. Does he do that? No. He goes out there and pulls them stinging. Man, I hate these weeds. I hate that Bermuda grass. Man, all that stuff get in my garden. And what does he do? Get it out because he wants a production of the good fruit. That's what you and I do. I gotta get that out of my life. I don't want to talk that way any longer. I want to walk with Christ. Verse 12. So chosen by God. This new life of love. Do you hear that? New life of love. And he says, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. In other words, make it a part of your being. Compassion. Kindness. Humility. Quiet strength. What's the last one? Discipline. <clears throat> Suffer when we don't have to. For the cause of Christ. Kindness at helpful humility, being available. Number 13, be even tempered. There it is again, man. Here's a tough one content for second place. You hear that? Second place. Quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as a master, brain of my. Has the master forgiven your bones? So what I get to do? I get to forgive just like he's forgiven who? Just like he's forgiven me. And regardless, 14, wear love. That's a bottom line in it. Because that's our basic garment. And never be without it. Now let's wrap it up. Two words. Two words. Number one, verse 15, peace. Peace of who? Peace of Christ. What's the second one? Thankfulness. Can you tell people who are thankful? Can you tell people that are allowing Christ to be your umpire? How many times we don't like the umpire? How come we don't like the umpire? How come we act, treat Christ the same way we, we treat the referee? When he says, look to Christ. Things to avoid. And these are things to produce. If we can encourage you this morning. If we can encourage you in your walk. Because we're all about our walk and our relationship with him. Let's stand and sing.